Uh, I ain't going to have much good to say about him. I can tell you this. He doesn't care two bits about the people that live on Staten Island and Brooklyn. He, he, he has a podcast that he has to create content for that he talks about. You know, for, he needs drama to you know, feed his podcast, right? He's a fraud. He's a fraud. He's becoming a jackass at a time when we need to have a serious debate about the future of the party and the country. Hello and welcome to the Alexis Pereira program. I'm your host, Alexis Pereira, and with me, filling in for the first time as my co-host, the Cruella DeVille to my Pongo, Ann Clark. Ann, how are you? Hello. I'm wonderful. Thank you. How are you? I'm, I'm doing pretty good. How's your week been? Oh, it's been fine. Um, I'm fully vaccinated. Um, so I've just been licking everything, you know, mm-hmm. because you want to help get your germs out when you're immune. So I've just been spitting in people's mouths, licking their hands, sucking on doorknobs, stuff I was doing before the pandemic, but right. that now I can do again. So yeah, it's been great. I- I am also fully vaccinated. I got my second Moderna dose. It it definitely knocked me out. I felt very sick for the 24, 24 hours after I got the, the second dose. I was sick for 24 hours. How about that? Moderna? You were sick off Moderna? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's embarrassing. You shouldn't tell people that. Well, I'm I got kind of Pfizer. Oh. Yeah. Pfizer's the serious one. And yeah. I was I was I was a little feverish, but I was fine overall. Yeah. You were, but Moderna is easy. You, you shouldn't you shouldn't be sick for Moderna. I I heard it's a little bit gendered. I heard that men they don't they don't love the side effects of of these vaccines, and they they're big old babies because you know we don't have periods, we don't we don't suffer through the <laughs> the uh, inconsideracies of women that women go through. And uh, I was I was very sick, but I heard women they're power through it. They're just like, oh, this is just a Sunday for me. Yeah, you say that's well- true. I would say that as a woman, you operate with a low grade amount of pain going on in the background at all times. And so, yeah, I would say it's very similar to that. You just kind of learn that nobody gives a shit. Whereas men, I feel like I feel like men are used to people giving a shit when they're uncomfortable. So they talk about it more. I learned about that on Mad Men, where uh, Don would take months off at a time if he had a breakup. But uh, (laughs) the women in the office would go to work pregnant. Is that real? (laughs) Basically. Every episode is just like, I'm not going back. Uh, I'm very upset. And they're like, oh, Don, but you have to work. But then meanwhile, the women in the office are having secret pregnancies that they don't know about. And they're at work. Yeah, that's the thing about being a woman. If you're pregnant, you just have to keep working. Otherwise, they throw you in a pit. (laughs) That's like ancient historical evolution stuff, you know? Yeah. Poor women. You can't get pregnant. You go to the pit. You do get pregnant. You go to the pit. (laughs) You got to get pregnant at exactly the right time to avoid the pit. Everybody else is UCB. So uh, I am so excited about our next guest. Uh, Let me just uh, load up his bio here. Uh, My name is Jeremy. Uh, I mean, this is, he just emailed it to me. So I guess it didn't go. My name is Jeremy. You can catch me performing with my indie team, Stone. Oh, that's pretty cool. Uh, Let's uh, bring him on. Uh, uh, Everybody, uh, Jeremy Kaplovitz. Jeremy, how are you, buddy? Hey, how's it going? I don't even yeah. know where that's findable, that name. <laughs> I don't know where you could search that. <laughs> I have my way, sir. I've, I've been in the improv scene a long time. Uh, he has, since before I was born. <laughs> <laughs> so how you doing, man? How, how has your pandemic been? 
Oh, it's been so good, man. Really needed the break for, uh, you know, 14 months. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, it's been weird. I So um, I started working from home and like a new job. I quit my job and started working from home on like March, you know, 4th, 2020. And wow. then like everything shut down. So it's been like, uh, it was weird timing. Mm-hmm. And, but, you know, so for you, it hasn't been too bad. You know, you're probably a stay-at-home guy, would you say? You stay at home a lot? <laughs> yeah. Not much of a difference? Yeah, it's true. It gets you out of a lot of social obligations. You have a good excuse for it. I was just thinking today that uh, I think that working, working from home uh, this past year, not for anything else, but just working from home, it's, it's a new hope, right? It's mm-hmm. Star Wars Episode Four. Like, maybe we can work from home. But uh-huh. once the pandemic ends... And do you think it'll be like Empire Strikes Back where the, your boss is going to be like, you can never work from home. If, you do, if you're ever home, you work for me. What about that whole last year? No, I, I don't think I think people are going to be like permanently working from home. A lot of people. It depends on I guess it depends on how cool your boss is. But I feel like our company, like people like moved away. Like people <laughs> live in other states now and like they're not coming back. So if they want to in- institute some kind of strictness that's going to be a problem i think i love that gambit just yeah. can't, can't come it's back too late yeah. what happens after so is then jedi like we rebuild the coronavirus and it's like bigger but not fully constructed <laughs> i guess in my analogy coronavirus is luke skywalker and that's not oh, okay that's not what i meant but um right i do think that <laughs> I, I, I do think there's going to be a, a little bit of a whiplash because mm-hmm. even even now my friends are telling me that when they take sick now, uh, because they are working in the office, uh, their bosses are like, but you know how to work from home, so you're fine. Oh, Remember that whole last year? Yeah, you're great at it. We saw you do it. <laughs> you got more done working at home. You should take every day sick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's going to be weird because I don't feel like I've taken any days off in a year. Just because you working from home, you can always work a little bit every day, yeah. even on days you're off. It's like, oh, technically, if I check my email for 15 minutes, I'm working. Mm-hmm. So now it's like maybe that will just be forever and ever. Well, I, I believe your work is not you just doing things. It's your availability. Mm-hmm. If you are available for to, for a request, for example, if you are get an email like Sunday at 11 p.m. Or, and they're like, oh, I need you to do something. You technically have worked that day because you're available to receive that request. In the 40s and before, if your boss <laughs> needed you uh, uh, over the weekend, he was shit out of luck. You have to send a little, you have to give a nickel to a little boy to go find him. <laughs> All of these theories based, of course, on Mad Men still. <laughs> it's still the, <laughs> the Mad Men theory of labor. This, that's what this uh, podcast really is. It's the <laughs> Mad Men, uh, Star Wars, <laughs> the only two art pieces I've ever seen in my life. But well, yeah, I, 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 it's your availability. That, that's why. And I, I think that we need to remember that as office workers. If somebody get, gets a hold of you, then you're technically working. Maybe it's hard to quantify, but in the email age, but you're working. You know what has been consuming my brain? And please stop me if this is psychotic, but... Um, it's like there's no longer that gray area between like your salary and your rent because this now your home is your office. I have to put an end to this. <laughs> like, no, <I'm> <laughs> but like, this might be one of those 3 a.m. dorm room thoughts. I'm no, no, prone no. to those. But like, there's no difference between your salary and your rent now because your office is your home. Mm-hmm. So like, I hope maybe for the future people will be more like, oh, you need to pay me more because what you're paying for is the space that I work in. 
Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you don't have to pay for an office building as much. Right. But it's like more directly tying your salary to the actual like things your employer requires of you, which is to have a place to work. Like I can't be homeless because I have to work from home. Yeah. Yeah. Before I could have been. Oh, yeah, my. before I could have could have slept at the office or in the park, you know. Now I can't. <laughs> I'm on board. I like the idea and I I would like to pitch it to anyone who pays me. The prob the problem though with, with many bosses is I think that what Anne is talking about, it, it kind of went sideways for many years where they they're kinda like, here's your salary, right? And I kinda need you to live kind of close to work so that you can get here, you know, often. And many people are like, actually, the closest I can live is maybe an, an hour or so outside of it, especially with how bad transit is. And 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 I don't know, I, I feel like many times my boss will be like, oh, I'm, I'm just a five minute walk from work. Where do you live? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I literally had a boss who could walk like 10 minutes and get to the office. And so when it snowed, people who lived like up in the Bronx, like Pelham would be like, I can't make it in. And he'd be like, what are you talking about? I just walk. <laughs> put on some boots. <laughs> <laughs> they plowed the sidewalk. It's fine. That's becoming like a, tr- a real issue too. with like, I think tech companies where they're, I think they're offering, you know, to pay people less money to live in like cheaper areas and stuff like that, which is like a little scary. That's a funny, that's a funny, like uh, opposite. Uh, yeah. Re- like a uh, solution. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I need to be paid more to live uh, with all these, you know, like, like, well, what if we just gave you a box? Yeah. <laughs> the middle of nowhere. We can pay you nothing. <laughs> that sounds great for you. <laughs> no offense to Omaha. And I'm just saying like that they're just picking a, a low rent space. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, low rent, like my hometown where I was raised. <laughs> low rent, low class, trash. Yeah, I get it. That's so not fair because Anne herself has been telling me that she might, you know, she's like, Omaha is a great place, you know, for people to live. Because uh, Let's it roll it back. <laughs> <laughs> I said it was an affordable place. No, I love Omaha, but I've, yeah, I've been tempted because it is so freaking, you can get like a two bedroom apartment in Omaha overlooking the river, which is nice uh, for like $1,200 a month. It's stupid. Now- is this a real river or is it like a big billboard of a river? That- no, this okay. is the Missouri River, which is the river I think Tom Sawyer w- wrote a raft around in, right? The- or was that the Mississippi? I thought <laughs> no it was the Mississippi, but I don't know. Now I don't know. I uh, thought it was the Missouri. But if, our, if any of our fans are listening, and we have quite a few few viewers, if anybody knows which, which uh, yeah. boat, or if you'd like to cancel us for br- even bringing up uh, Tom Sawyer. Oh, wait, is he canceled? Oh, he's <laughs> yeah, fucking done. It's the book for, for racists. And, and here we go. Our first comment. It is the Mississippi River. I was right and was wrong. Aww. There we go. Based on just some person's comment. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, so that, that, well, that's cool. Um, I'm glad you're doing well, uh, Jeremy. And how's your new venture going? Is it I'm sorry, is, is your new venture is being editor of of, of uh, Hard Times? Yeah, hard yeah, yeah, yeah. Hard Drive. Hard Drive. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right. Was it was a section? Yeah, we were doing it um, for a while. Just you know, I was mostly editing from my like day job. But then I I finally pulled the plug and and quit my job, and uh, the world shut down like three days later, <laughs> and I was left thinking like maybe I could have done both, <laughs> but <laughs> oh <right>. well. <laughs> yeah. That is kind of funny where um, the another thing about the the pandemic is like, you know, I like I, I work nine to five uh, to, as well. But uh, I keep thinking in the back of my head, it's like maybe I have like a second laptop. 
maybe I could do like a second job. <laughs> yeah, That's probably. I was like writing articles in the bathroom at work, and now it's like I there is no bathroom at work. Why I could just bathroom, done it though. <laughs> Why well, the bathroom? I didn't want, well, I, I didn't want people to like see me like full on writing comedy articles. At but my, seeing like, you in the bathroom was better. Like <laughs> on a to- in a stall <laughs> on a phone. Right. Oh, oh Jeremy's just All in right. the stall with his yeah. laptop. Oh, yeah. with the phone. Okay. Hey, plug me in. I, Somebody yeah, plug yeah. me in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing Twitch streams from my office's uh, my office's bathroom. Ooh, that was the big one. Well, that's nice. <laughs> I think that's probably illegal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. I mean, yeah. Why would it be illegal? Can you not tell me? Uh, is that illegal? I don't no, think you. Oh, in men's bathrooms. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of secret oh. stuff going on. No, I think you can't film in bathrooms. Uh, I think Dr. Disrespect was a Twitch streamer who went into a bathroom while doing a stream and, and got his account banned. I recall this. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Because you don't want to accidentally see someone pooping yeah yeah, or yeah. Hear it. i don't want to hear you <laughs> none of it do a radio play i don't no. want to hear your shit that's the one thing you immediately go to jail for is if you're <laughs> screaming and someone yeah. takes the shit it's like <laughs> no get rid of that guy <laughs> well that's good yeah i guess you know i i suppose like i don't i don't know what the what the breakdown will be when we when i go back but i i do like write a lot of comedy and i uh, as as Wizpill just wrote, uh, there were also kids. In yeah. That bathroom, yeah, yeah, yeah. It so. was that. No, in the in the Doctor Disrespect one. Yeah. Oh, oh, I see. Oh, that's terrible. I don't even want to hear. It's I'm going to edit bad. this out of my podcast. <laughs> this is like the fucking worst thing I've ever heard. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Um. So I don't. I don't know what the breakdown will be, but for, for me, and I, I think as well as, as Anne's saying, I think I think we all would like a healthy dose of working from home, especially because the commute. It's like 10, 12 hours of your life is the commute. It's it's sick. Alexis, where do you live? I, you know, first of all, you know that I live in Astoria and I work 10, in 12 hours. Do you walk? A week, a week, a week, a week. Um, <laughs> but yeah. uh, it, it's, you know, it adds up. It's like over an hour, right? So what's that? One hour there, over one hour back. Like that's yeah, like yes. three, three hours a day. I, like I've I forgotten. I'm a child of the <laughs> pandemic. I have no mm-hmm. memories of the mm-hmm. world before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now we have another question from our audience and uh, this is an interesting one. We're all comedians here. What is the hardest part about writing comedy? Now this is not this kind of show, but I would love to, <laughs> I would love to answer that because I think, uh, you know, all questions are good questions. And uh, we'll, we'll start with you. Anne. what is the hardest part of writing comedy? Being funny. There you go. I think so. I think I agree. Jeremy, what do you think? Oh, uh, I would say the beginning part, the blank page. It's the hardest part of writing comedy. Uh, I would say uh, the hardest part of writing comedy is taking life and putting <laughs> it down on paper as truthfully as possible. <laughs> Alexis Pereira, thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, you know, comedy has a lot of truths in it. I thought you were going to yeah. say it was like all the eyeliner you had to put on your face when you were falling <laughs> <laughs> That yeah, looked hard. Like, well, thank did you so much. But come off okay? Like it looked like it would be yeah. a lot. That's the, that eyeliner when I do Cuomo is uh, my girlfriend's eyeliner. And uh, basically I just, I just do this. I just go like this. And she like paints into my <laughs> uh, crevices there. So. <laughs> kind of her. You know that eyeliner probably costs like 40 bucks. That's so kind of her. I don't, I don't care about women's makeup. I just love they wear it. Okay. So that's, <laughs> that's all that I think about. Uh, so, uh, Jeremy, this is uh, a, a streaming show. It's a podcast, but it is also on the Authentic Network. And they want me to set this up to be a talk show. And what would you say is your favorite 
uh, like part of a talk show. When you watch a talk show, you're late at night, you're cuddling to bed, you're with your girl, you know, your uh-huh. dog at your, uh-huh. your feet. You're watching the late night. What what is your favorite part of a? a talk show? Uh, it's got to be the man on the street sketches where they reveal that people don't know stuff on maps. That's my favorite. Any any talk show where they're like, can you point to Korea on a map? And they go, is it Canada? And they're like, these <laughs> fucking idiots. You know, I always feel bad because people are nervous on camera. That like yeah. the reason why they make mistakes is they're nervous. I'm sure if they were home with a map, and also the reason that's a reason why maps have names. Yeah. Okay. I couldn't. I don't think I could name anything on a map. I I know like three states. Wow. <laughs> I'm terrible at it. And how I like many states do you think? You, how many states could you do in? Would you say? Um. If you, if you got a blank map, how many states would you name? Um, I'm trying to think of something funny, but the truth is <laughs> all of them. I'm very yeah. good at states. Yeah. Wow. We, we learned a song. That. Didn't you learn the song when you were a kid? I don't know if I did. The Alabama and Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, California, Colorado. But you can Alabama, name them, but you know where can you are? put where put them on the map? Yeah, yeah, of course I can. Wow. Well, I'm That's also, uh, let's, let's say I'm also from the middle of the country. Sure. So I'm used to looking at the other states. I imagine <laughs> if you live in New York, you're kind of yeah, like... you've just got one focus. <laughs> it's I know all where about New York. Is. <laughs> you get mad when it's Long Island's Yankees. not on it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I know how to get to Boston, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> to beat up a guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, meanwhile, Jeremy's from Long Island. I'm from uh, Queens. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Uh, <laughs> My favorite part of a talk show is a monologue. And as we know, 19 minutes into every talk show, they have the monologue. So I was wondering if you'd like to hear my, my uh, monologue this, this of course. week, uh, Jeremy. Now, yeah. Anne, you're, you're a regular listener to the show, uh, occasional guest. <laughs> um, how, would, how, how would you describe my weekly monologue? Um, I would describe it as the part of the podcast where the other two people sit quietly while Alexis <laughs> reads his monologue. Great. And we're, we can laugh. We can laugh if it's particularly funny, but we don't have to. Yeah. Okay. You can comment, but please, please don't comment, but you can comment as I do this. Okay. So here we go. This week's monologue. <clears throat> uh, recently, a small business owner, the patron saint of our economy, said he was having trouble hiring a line cook for his fast food restaurant, even though he was offering an eye-popping $18 to $21 an hour based on experience. Wow, does that come with a company Benz? (laughs) He blamed his inability to find an ex-con and or undocumented immigrant to fill the position on unemployment insurance. People are getting paid to sit at home with their families instead of coming to work, catching corona, and bringing it home to their families. <laughs> Firstly, I thought all these low-wage fast food jobs were for college kids working their first job. Well, college kids who've never worked don't get unemployment, so they must be lining up at the door for these positions. Unless that was a lie, and what you really want to do is underpay people with experience who are supporting their families. Secondly, if you're a business owner, I wouldn't go online and tell people you want to pay your employees shit. You see, every day there's a new main character on Twitter, and the restaurant guy who tags his own restaurant and complains his employees want too much money, he's the main character. What you want to be is the kooky sidekick of Twitter, always around, always a breath of fresh air, and never online enough to get piled on by online 21-year-old leftists with anime avatars. (laughs) Now, I open it up to the panel. Uh, Have you ever worked in a restaurant? Uh, Jeremy, we'll start with you. Uh, 
Uh, I've never worked at a restaurant, but when I was in high school, I worked in like a pet fish store, which I feel like is similar <laughs> in that uh, yeah, it was a restaurant for uh, like lizards or like uh, <laughs> maybe like larger fish. If you get like a small fish. What what would you say? Like, what was that like working at a, a pet food, uh, a pet it, restaurant? A pet, it was pretty awful. Uh, most of my job was cleaning fish tanks. Mm. Pretty bad. Mm. Bad job. And have you ever worked at a restaurant? Oh, yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. It's awful. I was a hostess you, uh, at a uh, four-star four Italian restaurant, uh, and it was awful. And I was just the hostess. All I had to do was walk people to their tables, but it was miserable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I was a host. I was a server. Um, I, I, I think that's really the bulk of what I did. Uh, you work at out, out, Outback, right? I sure did. I worked at Outback in Bay Terrace, uh, and it was a very interesting place because uh, not one but two of my uh, managers were uh, fired and, and I guess charged with a crime. So, <laughs> the same crime or different crimes? Um, you know, it's kind of interesting. The first one who got fired was charged with, um, I guess, like stealing somehow, but, but there, that might have been a rumor. You know? mm-hmm. So I was always like, because because what happened was the next manager only talked about how the old manager was stealing. He was just like, the old, old, man, the old manager was stealing. He was stealing a lot of money. Uh, but then and, that guy uh, was fired. And then he was fired because he was running basically what uh, uh, corporate Outback Corporate described as a sexual harassment uh, dungeon. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, is like- that... <laughs> like against sexual harassment or doing <laughs> sexual harassment like what was okay, the dungeon's wait goal wait a minute hold on a second if, if something was described as a pain dungeon uh-huh. okay or or a sex dungeon sure okay you would think that they're having sex in there right i, I would in the sex dungeon okay so yeah. if this is a sexual yeah. harassment dungeon okay. <laughs> being sexually harassed in the no, dungeon no no they're <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they chain you up and they're like, you look great today, beautiful. <laughs> That's what's confusing to me. I don't know if the dungeon is utilizing sexual harassment uh, or uh, I, I don't know. Dungeon for sexual know. harassers. Um, so, Which, so basically. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> no, sorry. So, so basically what I heard, I had to actually quit before this happened. But what, what had happened was he and other co, co-leader managers, like he's the general manager and then we had a couple of managers under him. They were like dating like several of the servers at the same time and like, you know, harassing several women and, and things like that. And there was one woman who was just like tracking everything, like some hero. She was like she'd being like, oh, today he did this. Today they did that. And like she was like, like, you know, getting statements and things like that. And then apparently she sent like a 20 page uh, letter to uh, corporate being like, these are the the things I've detailed ha- that are happening at this restaurant and this is the proof and stuff like that and they just came down and fired everybody and they're just like we'll get, we'll get somebody else that's uh, crazy yeah Alexis yeah. which one was the manager that you had to fight the, so so this this happened later this the, then I started I worked at a, mm-hmm. another place in uh, Long Island City and uh, this uh, o- the owner uh, he got in my face because the manager put the music too loud and uh, he just like, but like before the restaurant opened and he got in my face and he was just like, he's like, why the fuck you put the music so loud? And like, I have this thing where I think I'm pretty calm until somebody like gets like within one inch of me. 
And then I just go ballistic. And then I got in his face and he's like an older man. So like not older, he's like 55 or whatever. And like, we're just like bumping chests, like really like, like, like major league baseball style. Like we're getting, we're getting at each other. And then the chef who was a bodybuilder and the manager got between us and the man, the, uh, the chef like pulls me aside and he's just like, look, man, when I worked in Italy, the chefs used to throw me down the stairs. Like you cannot fight your boss like you have to let your boss do whatever you want they they want to like that's your boss or whatever and i was like whatever and i was i, I, I felt bad and i apologized and then a week later that same owner threatened that chef and he said i can get another chef in here tomorrow to cook the food you make for half the money you you uh, make and that chef picked up a stool <laughs> and started swinging it at him uh, after the <laughs> restaurant closed. Like, this, like, like uh, and uh, he was huge. He was a huge guy too. So like the stool was like, there was a bar stool and it was like nothing to him. And uh, I stood away. I was far away and I did not get involved. But then everybody was just like, no, you know, dude, like stop, whatever. And and then he, and then th then they made up weirdly, but then he like gave in his two weeks notice and he's just like, oh, I'm leaving. Like I can't work here anymore. But then I was funny because then I was like, well, I thought you told me that like people threw you down the stairs and you can't react. And he's just like, well, not when they disrespect me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they could throw you down the stairs, but uh, I'm going to swing a stool. <laughs> Sir, we would respectfully like to toss you down these stairs. <laughs> Don't mind. Uh. He told me the he told me specifics to why like chefs at Italy would like beat you up and he's just like, "You know what? I got beat up. I got beat up because while I was making an omelet, I didn't scoop out all the egg from the shell." Uh, and I was like, I didn't know that was a thing. And he's just like, yeah, you break an egg and you, you pour the, the yolk in and then like, you're supposed to take a spoon and like really get all the egg out. And I wasn't doing that. And the a chef like beat, beat the shit out of me or whatever. Like, mm, all right. They were running some kind of egg dungeon in Italy. <laughs> okay. All right. Which means what? That they use eggs <laughs> or that they, uh, you know, they imprison eggs. eggs. <laughs> no, we can't know. Oh, I see. I, I know what you mean now. Because like a sexual harassment dungeon could be a dungeon for people who commit sexual harassment, but then they go there to like for that right. punishment. Ah, yes, yeah. that's that's what I was confused about. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. okay. It's a popular I thing. I think Mario Batali got in trouble for that, too. Didn't he have a sex dungeon or something? He was, <laughs> his, he the world was his sex dungeon, from what <laughs> I understand. He was running around all kinds of ways well I'm i don't i don't understand well, uh, if you're a handsome guy who can cook i mean you the, the, uh, have you seen mario batali <laughs> <laughs> he's like a weird guy he's not even good looking doesn't even meet the threshold of like <laughs> okay looking like you anyway mm -hmm. all right pop, what about papa john papa good john looking? Papa John, not bad looking. Just, go. you know, you know, from looking at him, his personality is bad. That's uh, all. But he's not like hideous. He's just, no. There's something very <laughs> sexual. There's something very sexual about chefs, though. I, I, regardless of how they look, if if a chef, if a guy came over to your house and started cooking like a seven course meal, you'd, you'd get turned on. Don't no, I'd be furious. You're kidding. Who's going to do all those dishes? <laughs> I'd be so mad. I'd be like, who do you think you are? <laughs> how did you break into my home? <laughs> I have like two pans. <laughs> oh. He's dirty both of them. Like what? This is insane. Anyway. This is the imagination of the, the modern woman. Can you believe it, Jeremy? <laughs> you know? uh, so let's get into the news. And we've got, you know, I got to tell you, when I pick these news stories, it, it's hard for me because there's so many there's so many different news going on, right? Would you say so? Like, 
you yeah. know, uh, what, what do you say? Like there's people, there's COVID shortages, COVID shortages, COVID vaccine shortages. There's, <laughs> Not there's, unrest, COVID. there's unrest in Colombia where the people are rioting and, and, and things like that. But so I just try to pick something that we might be able to just chat about as knowledge, as most knowledgeable as possible. I, so for my listeners, this isn't like the top stories of the week. It's just, I try to pick top stories, but I try to pick stuff that I think Three people who are not political scientists <laughs> could just meaningfully talk about. Uh, and and no, no, no offense to Anne, who is a political scientist. Okay? <laughs> I was going to okay. say, mm-hmm. I have the degree somewhere around. Yeah, there. that's true. Well, again, you're the fill-in co-host for, for Alex, who, you know, who wherever. Oh, he yeah, goes. he's a full lawyer, so mm-hmm. I guess he wins, no, but anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, so our top story is, and do you want to break this down for us? Or, or maybe I will. Mitt Romney... <laughs> Uh, our, our 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 dear leader, uh, former dear leader, uh, Mitt Romney. I can break it down if you please want me go to. Ahead. Please go. I would love um, to hear it. Essentially, the GOP has gone from please clap to boo all you want. Uh, <laughs> Mitt Romney was talking to the Utah convention of guys who, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know how like the the conservative guys in Utah get together and they're like, oh yeah. Um, he was talking to them and they booed him and he said boo all you want and was being real saucy back i don't know that it helped yeah i i just love that he they hate uh, him because he voted to impeach trump that's right. the other fact that's, yes. right that's true he he also it, it's that's part of it he also uh has often talked about trump's decorum and mm-hmm. hilariously though I, I don't get why people are annoyed with Romney because every time Romney talked about Trump, he would perfectly guess what Trump would say back to him. That's all he would do. He would just say, uh, I know by saying this, Trump is going to say uh, I should suck his dick. And then, <laughs> then, and then like the next day, Trump is like, you know what? Romney would have sucked my dick if I, told, if I gave him my you know? it, it's all I don't understand what, what they're so mad about. Well, they, uh, as I was reading this morning in the New York Times, hmm, mm-hmm. uh, about South Dakota Governor Christy Nome, you know her? Noem? Mm-hmm. I don't know how to say her I name, and I refuse Nome. to learn. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Who cares? <laughs> uh, she is indicative of like a move in the Republican Party to be like a party of triggering the libs. Yes. Full Trump mode. Just everybody in the party doing that now, as opposed to the George W. Bush. Oh, we're pretending we're good at our jobs line of conservatism. Yeah. Now it's just like, we're not even going to pretend. We're just going to yell. <laughs> and um, yeah. So that's uh, that's why they hate him. And that's what they want from him. It, it is funny. It is funny that there is a split in the Republican Party between there was a, there was an episode of The Simpsons where uh, Homer and uh, I believe Abe, uh, his dad, were driving away from hillbillies. And there was like this hillbilly music, right? And uh, they're like, how do we get away from them? And they're just like, well, just stop playing that music and they'll stop, <laughs> they'll stop chasing you. And I feel that that's being a lib is like the music to this sort of Republican. Like that's all they want is to own the libs. That's all they care about. And that's like Trump's thing. And like, that's a lot, like a lot of these uh, new age, uh, you know, take, take it, take it up the ass, <laughs> like Republicans <laughs> or whatever. And, and all they want to do is like do whatever, whatever the libs online, whoever they may be, whatever they want. They're just like, I just going to do the opposite of what they want. And like, and then we'll watch them get upset. And then, and then you have like Romney who's kind of like, I want to cut taxes. And I want marriage to be between a man and a woman. <laughs> you know? And they just seem to not give a shit about that anymore. 
Yeah. Or, or, or what do you think, Jeremy? Or, or do they? Or do they? Like, I think you're right. I think, and it's it kind of feels like it's maybe on both sides then too, because I feel like if if the Republicans are just trying to own the libs, and then the Democrats are like, and also you said a, a fat a, a fake fact during that owning, and it's yes, like the same yeah. thing where it's like mm-hmm. there's no one is there's like both parties are kind of just like uh, I don't know posturing, I guess. Mm-hmm. I kind of like that he was booed, though. Even if he he was good, that he was against Trump. I I think everyone should be booed, or you know, yeah. politicians. Yeah, of just course. regularly booed. Yeah, yeah. I I'm, I'm perfectly fine. What let them fight? Was that the the, <laughs> the gift? Let them, you know, right um, from Godzilla. Is it Godzilla that that was? Yeah. Um, and I I I'm I'm totally fine with that. It's it it is funny to me that at the end of the day, they will always vote for their side. They, mm-hmm. they do this. They do this like intra-party squabbles. They're fighting in their little party, their little Utah GOP convention. But then at the end of the day, whoever is the red guy, they're all going to show up and they're going to vote for him and they're going to try to get the Dems to not vote for their guy. That's that's all. Yeah, right. it's in Utah. Who are you going to vote for if not Mitt Romney in Utah? <laughs> like, What are you, you going to do? <laughs> yeah. Remember when... And to remember, what, well, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, sorry, you ahead. It's your show. Anyway, now I was going to say to what Jeremy was saying, it's kind of like um, uh, the same thing on the left. It's why I end up voting for Hillary Clinton. Like, why would I have voted for Hillary Clinton other than she was the blue candidate? Mm-hmm. Sorry, I, I alienated that. half your audience. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think it's a little different on the on the left. I, I think that there is a little bit more of a spectrum on on what we want on the left, you know, or at least left of center. And on the right, at the end of the day, maybe they all posture in all different ways. And I'll give you an example. Today or yesterday, Ted Cruz said, hey, corporations, maybe if you want those tax breaks, maybe I won't give them to you anymore because of how woke you're being. I won't give you those tax breaks or whatever. <laughs> and he's obviously it's very funny like to see suddenly the people who devoted their entire lives to giving corporations immense power. Like literally, it is exactly like some kind of Frankenstein movie where or, or, or some guy lo- loses control of his monster and now he's trying to kill it. This is literally what's happening with the Republicans and corporations because corporations now believe there's more money to being, you know, not woke, but like quote unquote woke. Mm-hmm. And, and so, but at the end of the day, he will vote for those tax breaks. Yeah. He's not going to, he's not going to not do it. He's, he's posturing, but at the end of the day, he will do it. I don't think that happens on the left. I think on the left, they they will like be like, no, nah, sorry, we, you know, we want to raise. I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think everybody kind of at the end of the day is like, you know what? Maybe the conservative thing is the right to do, <laughs> the right thing to do. I don't know. It's like seems when, when politics is getting power, it's like we should cut taxes. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think there's more Democrats than Republicans in the country, right? They're just like better at getting people to vote for stuff. Mm-hmm. Isn't that how that, or, and also, uh, the states are such that, like, um, there's, uh, it's gerrymandering. You know, yeah, gerrymandering in every level. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but there are I more also, Democrats. Mm-hmm. I also wonder if there's some kind of generational thing happening because I attribute a lot of the like fear and anger typically to like older voters, whereas then younger voters want things to be cool and chill. So it's interesting to see that like corporations have to like appeal to younger people because they buy things. And then the Mm -hmm. politicians have to appeal to the older people who don't buy things Mm -hmm. (laughs) and are just angry and scared so i feel like that's part of what the schism is that you're noticing is like this capitalism has to appeal to the young horny people who will buy stuff 
and politicians have to appeal to those scared old people who are hoarding canned food yeah um that they bought from what's that guy's name jim baker with the k's yes J- uh, baker yeah i don't think i know okay, him yeah. jim and tammy faye baker is he talking about those? The, the, that, that he sold like big buckets of food yeah. at one point. Yeah. Oh yeah, he was like the 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 reckoning is coming. We're yeah. we're coming down to it. We got seven. I talked to God last night. We got seven <laughs> days, I believe. I wrote it down. It's seven, six or seven days. But what you can do is, I will speed ship <laughs> one ton of beans to your house by. Fifty nine ninety nine will get you that uh, those beans, and you can eat those in your bunker for over one year until Christ <laughs> kills everyone and He lets you out of that bunker. So just call right now. The number is right down <laughs> the bottom here. Uh, we will ship you the and those beans are delicious. Are they delicious, Tammy? They are these beans. They are good. They I'll eat them now. Are. They are, <laughs> and I appreciate the beans because the Lord did not make plans to feed us while he was doing the apocalypse so you've got to take care of yourself remember god is just here to cleanse us of our sins but when it comes to showering a roof over your head transportation uh food water that you gotta provide that yourself okay remember have take a suitcase to heaven that's my what's what i always say take a suitcase to heaven Oh, God. That's the most improv I've done in a year, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, uh, I, those always crack me up. And it's, it, it, they are sick, those, because, because people buy them. I don't know. I I guess it costs people down, though, because if you're worried about the, what do you call it? I'm calling it the reckoning. What what are the the rapture or something? Rapture, thank you. Yeah. If you're worried about the rapture and then somebody gives you uh, two, two giant buckets of beans, then you're probably like less stressed. At work and stuff. Yeah, you know? like, oh, that's okay. true. But you oh, also probably right. don't think like climate change is real. It's just funny how they pick a, a, an apocalypse. They're like, oh, the rapture is for sure. Climate change yeah. is bullshit. Or like the even scarier thing that I think about sometimes is that they think it's supposed to happen. Yeah. They're like, mm-hmm. no, the world is supposed to end soon. Like I'm supposed <laughs> to see Jesus in my lifetime. So we need to like burn this place up. And you're like, oh, no, they're yeah. starting a party where there's no buddy coming sorry that <laughs> no was no weird. i always I, I always see that uh, in uh even on congress you see people say stuff like god promised he would never flood us again <laughs> and uh i believe it's right there in the bible he told noah he will not flood that's it that's what the rainbow are for which was taken over by the gays by the way and that uh so please remember that that rainbow is not for you the gays it is for god promise he won't flood us again and now here you are saying icebergs are melting okay so that's god not promise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what uh, that's, I think, why evangelicals like Trump, right? Some of them thought he was just going to be the end times president. <laughs> they were like, oh, this is fine for an end times president. Yeah, I mean, this is, this is exactly what we expected. I don't think they believe that. Maybe there are like a, a small percentage, but I, I I feel like I hear that constantly. It's like they elected him because they thought he was going to bring the end times or whatever. Like, because because technically, if you really if they really believe the president would bring the end times, yeah, that's Obama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's like Hillary. If they're yeah. like Pizzagate people, right? If they think yeah. that these people are like satanic, <laughs> yeah, I vote for Hillary because I think she's satanic. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's I like that also why I voted. Blood. That's why I voted for. Her. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. hail Satan. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Oh, God, I love that. Now, uh, moving on to the, the next bit of news here is, uh, this is this is like a private um, interest of mine, is Ew. Uh, basically, <laughs> well, well, you know, an, in, an Instagram influencer was arrested. And what was she arrested for? Oh, <laughs> she was arrested because she told everybody that this couple who'd been shopping at, was it Walmart or Target or something? tried to kidnap her children and it turns out that she just made it up mm-hmm. um and they were a latino family as well which adds a layer of racism to it mm-hmm. um and then yeah am i missing anything alexis that no, no, feels no. like the crux of it <laughs> so so basically she was arrested or, or maybe charged and maybe not arrested she made a video that's very popular now now here's the here's the thing you need to know about this People giving tips about child trafficking is huge on Instagram and Facebook. It's huge. And I've seen these posts myself. And, and I see them a lot. And basically, the post is typically like this. It's very vague. And it's basically a, a woman will be like, I was just on the plane, and I saw a child being child trafficked. And I gave a note to the stewardess, and the stewardess had the men arrested. And I can't tell you the name of the child or what flight it is, but I just saved the child today. So, and she's like, so this is how you do it. Like, if you see children being ch- ch- child trafficked or whatever, uh, give a note to the flight attendant and they'll arrest them. They do it thousands of times a year. Like, you know, most kids yeah. on planes are, are, ch- are being child trafficked. So, it's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so, a great so, way to get rid of a crying baby, though. <laughs> 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 just slip a note as kids being uh, trafficked. I, I so, can tell, I can see it. So, so these these are very popular genre on Facebook and Instagram. And look, I I every now and then I'm like, I don't know if these are real. And <laughs> people get mad at me because they're just like, well, you know, first of all, if it's not real, then it's good to be alert, which I don't believe in anyway. And the second part, it's like, you know, well, is it not, if it's not real, go find the kid and find out if it's not real. And it's like, well, you see, I'm at a, I'm at a disadvantage here because I, I was not told these details. Right? <laughs> um, so I can't, I can't disprove something that I don't think is true. But um, the, the <laughs> this is great. I got a nice comment from KOE. Uh, it was a slow week for me. I only stopped 12 child abductions. <laughs> Thank you so much, KOE. Thank you for looking oh out. Thank you for being vigilant. So so anyway, and also if you go public and you say, I don't think this is true, then you what do you sound like? You sound like a child trafficker. So anyway, yeah. um, I, I don't do that. Alexis, is that a small arm waving for help behind you? <laughs> oh my God. But... So now this is a genre that's very popular, but again, it's always vague. It's always, I saw this thing, I didn't, blah, blah, blah. But this woman, and I, and here's what I think is happening. I think people are starting to sniff out that this may not be real, right? I think they're kind of like, oh, like, oh, why are they all vague? Why are they never on the news? You know, like, you know, whatever. Yeah, but, you um, expect that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but this woman decides, because people think it's vague, I'm going to pick out a random family in this, uh, what was it, like a, it was like a... Um, it was like a, like a Michaels. Or it, was a, it was Michaels. Oh, it was Michaels. Michaels. Yeah. Yes. yes it was. So she's like, I'm going to pick out a random family and film them. Right. And say, cause, cause the two things she did was she said, Oh, this family of two parents and five kids followed us around, didn't buy anything. And, uh, we're trying to, you know, kidnap my kid and sell him to Europe or whatever. Um, and then she was like, this is how, so then like the, hello the- Europe. <laughs> I have a kid. <laughs> because you know, they, they need kids over there. So, so, um, but in this video, the main part of it, which is funny, is that the main part of it wasn't this like Latino family. It's her giving tips in the video. She's just like, notice how they're pretending to shop, but they keep looking at me. Like, 
<laughs> She's standing there holding her yeah, phone. Right, right. And, and in the video, there there's like this. The people are just like, uh, like they're just like trying to. So, so that's the main part of the video. Like that's what these these child trafficking influencers do. They're like they're just like they give tips. But the problem was this video went super viral because people are like, we found a we found a couple. <laughs> it's on gotta, video. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta arrest them. So, so then people like called the police and things like that. And then like she freaked out. So she was just like, yes, yes, it was them. I don't know where they went. They didn't buy anything. So then the police like put out videos and stuff like that. But then like everything in the story falls apart because it's like she was never, she was the one following them. They actually did buy something. She didn't buy anything. Like, like so so she got charged with uh, making false statements to police, which is amazing. It's so great. Like, it's like, I can't finally, people who are lying online. So the <laughs> real threat to our children are white women who will accuse our parents of trafficking their children, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, exactly. that is the real threat to these kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh god, I love it. I just it's really it. funny reading the quote. I didn't watch the video, but they they have like a quote from it in the article, mm-hmm. uh, and like it's just re- it's very darkly funny hearing like Instagram influencers speak about like a very like fucked up story where she's like my children were targeted uh they're they're the targets of attempted kidnap um which is such a weird thing to even say but yeah it happened it's like you can't do it it happened about about child trafficking (laughs) Uh, so i did a thing yeah (laughs) oh yeah record scratch (laughs) uh hashtag m trafficking I love that se- uh, sex trafficking is now like, or child sex trafficking, I should specify, is like the new murder, you know, like, <laughs> like, you know how murder became like sexy a few years ago where it was like mm-hmm. only strangers do it to you. And the strangers are all these monsters that like crawl in yeah. your window at night and have weird sexual fetishes. Um, when in reality, most people are just murdered by people they know who hate them um, or are crazy. Um yeah, and it's like the same with sex trafficking. Like, like normally, I think I heard the other day that like people who get sex trafficked are usually it happens because someone they trust like takes advantage of them and like grooms them. And what the sexy vamp up of it has become is like, oh no, there's these strangers in Target, and they will just take your <laughs> child. <laughs> my sister, uh, sorry, my sister studied abroad in college in uh, Spain for like one year, and my dad made her watch Taken before she went. Be like, this is what could happen. <laughs> I, 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 some of the videos are, are pretty funny because uh, what they'll do is they'll invent some kind of weird thing where they'll be like. Guess what I found on my son today? Uh, like a, a, a sticker that had the number one on it, and my kid thought that he was he came in first place, but actually, <laughs> this first is a place sign. in the child trafficking contest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, no, no, you- be like a child trafficker <laughs> yeah, put, the, put the number one on him to <laughs> to say that he's he you know he's available at one p.m. or something like that. You know? <laughs> it's the so classic weird. prank. You put one and a two and then a four on a kid, and then you wonder where the third one is. <laughs> <laughs> the classic prank. <laughs> hey guys, this sex trafficker thinks my kid is the number one sex trafficker. <laughs> <laughs> wow, isn't that awful? <laughs> but you know, it's interesting. It popped up recently with the Matt Gates thing because he he's accused of sex trafficking. He he brought a minor uh, across state lines. Right. Uh, and again, this was the reaction. It was like, wait a minute, that's not what we meant when we said sex trafficking. We meant when they take hundreds of kids and they put them in a box and stuff like that. And, yeah. and uh, uh, people were like confused about how we didn't. <laughs> we didn't. Me- 
mean a creep drives a teenager yeah. across state lines for sex? Dating but. a teen, everybody does that. <laughs> <laughs> That's just Florida. <laughs> and but it is Florida. It is. That's that's. That that one that one thing about that that kind of makes me upset is is that um, you know cha- whatever this uh, sex trafficking uh, if it is a seventeen year old who is groomed that's very serious as well and I, I hate it when people are like that's not that serious a sixteen year old who got groomed that's not that serious and I I'm have. Like, s- Oh, yeah. I have so many thoughts on the age of consent, but I won't Please. go on my tangent. No, no, but I, I will we, we, say we we're, we have a woman on the show. We got to hear it. We yeah, hear it. you have to also say that because yeah. you can't just say I have a lot of thoughts on age of consent because it could go <laughs> like <laughs> if I said that people would be like, oh, I'm done listening to this person yeah. forever. <laughs> <laughs> so I have thoughts on the age of consent. No, but um, if you follow me on TikTok, you've probably heard me rant about this. It's so weird how people are like 17. That's like almost 20 forgetting that it's also almost 14 like it's the same distance and but it's just weird how people are like so eager to round up for the age of consent but not round down which i think would make more sense because i feel like you when you're growing up it takes you a while to get older right am i being an asshole again you're you're right and and look (laughs) This is the other part about it is these rich people, these, you know, the Jeffrey Epsteins or whatever, uh, they take these 16 and 17 year olds and they completely wow them with their money and power. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm guessing Gates did the same thing. And that is not, that's what these laws are trying to protect against. Yeah. <laughs> They're trying to protect against like kids being taken advantage of in, in these situations. But people are like, oh, it's like Greece. He's just, you know, just Danny Zuko and whatever. And, and she's, you know, like a, yeah, another teen. Senior dating a freshman. When in reality, <laughs> I would, if it were up to me, everyone under the age of 24 would be considered a, a baby child. And then from 25 <laughs> to like 27, you're like a junior adult. And then 28 onward, it's like, okay, get your shit together. But like everything else is just trash. Just throw it away. Another one of our listeners just perfectly quoted you, Anne, and he's going to quote you from now. But when you're growing up, it takes you a while to get older. And it Clark. does. It it's does. Fair, yeah. Relatively. Each you know, year is more. Yeah, I, <laughs> think, I think you're closer to 14 than you are 20 when you're 17 is what I'm saying. Like you, What Anne is saying, yeah, your child mind. Yeah, you're still child mind. You're still like, you know, I don't play with dolls, but I still have them <laughs> in my room. Oh, my God. You know, you're, like, I... you're that. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> making me wish miss my cars now my childhood cars uh, so do you still have them i uh, no, i don't i gave I, my mom gave them away when i was like 25 Aww. or something like that see when you became an adult at 25 <laughs> 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 i do think it was crazy that i was allowed to that any man's allowed to date before 25 you know that's we're just life ruiners before that yeah and, and we're after that we are um uh confidence ruiners but 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 before 25 we're total life ruiners um so <laughs> The final story, and you know, whatever. Did, did you guys watch the Oscars? And do you want to give us a little breakdown on the oh, Oscars? Oh yeah, I watched. Academy I Wars? watched all the Oscars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So basically, Steven Soderbergh uh, filmed the Oscars uh, like a movie, mm-hmm. but uh, he made a, a very big mistake. He decided he was going to spice it up and change it so that Best Picture came third from last. So uh, it went like it was this crazy moment where it was like 
we had the in memoriam and the in memoriam was like really fast. Like they were doing the, so many people died. It was a plague, you know? Um, so <laughs> they had to get through a lot of people. So this is really fast first, in memoriam. The first two song in memoriam. <laughs> they did it like the end it of should, super smash brothers melee. It I don't know. Have been, that joke. <laughs> because they left people out. Even so, mm-hmm. even with all the yeah. fast pictures, um, and then it went right into best picture and it was, they hadn't done best actor or actress yet. And so we were all like, Whoa, what? And yeah. they announced best picture. It was Nomadland. Um, Francis McDormand got up and howled at the moon. Um, like you do. And then they did best actress and then they did best actor clearly because Soderbergh thought Chadwick Boseman would win. And it would be this like moving climax tribute. Mm-hmm. Chadwick Boseman did not win <laughs> Anthony Hopkins won and not only so but to make it even better not only did Anthony Hopkins win we didn't even get like an awkward Anthony Hopkins speech because <laughs> Anthony Hopkins wasn't there which is such a big deal in a year where no one's there really <laughs> like, yeah. it, he, like he wasn't even zoomed in so it was just like it was Joaquin Phoenix going and uh, he's not here. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> that was the end. When I when when they when they presented best movie. By the way, somebody commented what the in memoriam was like. It was like a uh, pre- presenting a PowerPoint after ten <laughs> cups of coffee. <laughs> um, wh- when they presented uh, best movie, I was like, when, when, oh, I missed best actor. So I was like, looked it up, and I'm like, oh, they're doing they're they're keeping it later, probably because of de- you know, um, I'm sorry. Uh, what, I'm sorry. What's his name? Uh, uh, Chadwick Boseman, um, mm-hmm. b- uh, because of, uh, um, of uh, he might he might win. I was not like looking forward to it. I was terrified. I was like, he better win. Yeah, he better win. <laughs> like, <laughs> don't put this last. Because like, uh, can you imagine if it's another person had to give the speech? Oh my god! And somebody was like, uh, somebody was like, well, how do they not know? And so, so I thought about this for a while, and I'm like, well, of course they don't know because yeah. if you were to like. For that to be useful to you to even know, you would have to know a couple days before, and so you have time to like change the lineup, right? Like, because if yeah. you know if you're gonna move it back, you got to tell a bunch of people, and then those people all know, and then it leaks, and then no one watches the Oscars even less than they normally would because they know the outcome. But as we learned a couple years ago, the results are tab- tallied by an accounting firm that keeps them secret. Ernst and they, Young, yes. Right. So, like, they basically, like, they, they put it in a safe, they give it to an envelope, and, like, nobody knows. And and just for, I, I'm sorry, I, I'm not sure, I didn't know if it was Soderbergh who made the decision or whatever, but for whoever to make that decision, <laughs> it was so hilariously bad. Like, it's so funny when the Oscars ends with, like, a, just a slap in the face. Like, just like, yeah, like, he mentioned it in an interview, too, when they were interviewing him about doing the Oscars. He was like, we've changed the order up a little bit in a way I think people are going to find really interesting. <laughs> It ended up being a really nice tribute, though, to the father, which is about a man with dementia who has no idea what the order of events happening in his life. So I think it did work out in that sense. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was like super mad. And actually, as far as Soderbergh goes, it was one of my favorite Soderbergh films that I've seen. (laughs) You know, it was a really harsh critique of capitalism in a pandemic um, (laughs) with a strange ending. It will take me years to get over. So, you know. (laughs) perfect <laughs> and and interestingly enough i i had no interest in seeing the father but now i kind of do I, I heard it's great so I'd, I'd love to check that out 
Have I've you guys seen, seen it? it? I've not. My grandpa uh, like, just uh, died of dementia. Mm-hmm. Oh, so no. I feel like I shouldn't see it, but maybe I should. I don't know. Yeah, my grandma had dementia, and it's like not something I'm eager to revisit at all. <laughs> yeah. but. My, my father, uh, before he passed uh, a few months ago, and he was also suffering from like the early onset dementia or whatever. So uh, thank you for uh, warning me. I will not see it. I did not know what it was about. I thought it was just oh. about a dad. It's, <laughs> it's full on about uh, a dad who has dementia. I, I mean, I haven't seen it, so I don't know if these are big, like, our spoilers, but I think it's like he's like confused all the time, like, characters' names change and stuff like that. Yeah, it seems like kind of a, it it seems like kind of a scary, like, thriller aspect because, like, you think he knows what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. He'll be like, this is my apartment. And then someone's like, no, it's not. And, like, you know, it's that a lot of that, like, and actors will literally change. Like, the actress who plays his daughter changes sometimes so that he doesn't recognize her and it's normal to the audience. Um, yeah, it sounds rough. Oh, you just scared the, every movie this year. Oh <laughs> They're real sad God. this year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was really, it was a, br- that's why I don't think anyone really watched the Oscars. Yeah. Be- yeah. A, no one saw any movies. B, all the movies they would have seen probably have them staring at a wall to this day. It, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like, huh. And I actually did, like, I kind of liked Nomadland, mm-hmm. um, but, I didn't but it see was. It so depressing and <laughs> and just it's like it's it's a very it's very funny how people have perfected the art of being so super depressing because you're watching and you're like this is art and this is beautiful and this is well done and this is this is literally like slight slice of life uh sadness but you're just like i don't know if i can watch another one of this <laughs> like this is fucking brutal yeah, it's yeah. Like basically every every movie there's the pianist yeah. Yeah. yeah, which is why I prefer a comedy because I need distance from emotions. You know? <laughs> I'm like a broken part. I can't honestly sit with anything. I need distance and sarcasm. And when you watch like a sad drama as as a woman, are you like, I don't need to pay for this. Like this, I live <laughs> this. Woman. You know, like you know. Actually, I have had that thought, not as a woman, but just as a human being. I've been like, real life is sad enough. I really don't need the help. Like I could cry on command. I don't need <laughs> someone to make. Like that's honestly, that's why I don't watch Pixar anymore. I oh, won't yeah. see a Pixar Same. film. I so think it's manipulative, and I don't need to feel that sad. Um, no, no, thank you. It, I I I disapprove of Pixar as well. I, <laughs> I, I watched the take them down. Two. No, I've watched the first two Toy Stories and I thought they were great. And, you know, a couple of them are pretty good. And then all of a sudden it just became like, why are you trying to get me to like, it's, it's, I don't know, it's some kind of weird trauma. uh, um, I don't know. They, they, they do they this thing every every film is about how you can never stop growing up and how growing <laughs> up is mm-hmm. essentially a, a, a mini death. Sure. Like it's the death of your inner child, which eventually leads to your own death. And mm-hmm. like, that's what every movie hammers you over the head with. It's like, look, your imaginary friend, he's dead now. He's dead. <laughs> like, cause you're dead. Part of you has died. Um, and you're going to die. Isn't that sad? And everyone you love will die. Um, and I just don't need that in a cartoon. Yeah. We got a nice comment here. Uh, my uncle calls it poignancy porn. 
So that's pretty, that's pretty good. That's hot. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, when I fell off the wagon, I think is when I, I think it was Coco. Is it, which is the one with the little boy whose mom doesn't, whose grandma doesn't let him play music or, or whatever. I think Coco yeah. is the one with Coco. the skeletons where he goes into the Dia de los yes. Muertos type world. Yes, yeah. That's it. And it, you know, as I'm a Latino American, uh, as you know, by me not having a writing job. And uh, <laughs> I remember sitting down to watch Coco, being ready to enjoy it. And it's almost like uh, I saw the Matrix on it immediately. Like, it mm. was like, it's like, you know, and like people in the Matrix, like they just, mm, the steak is delicious. But I was seeing the numbers and I was like, <laughs> no, no. And I just like refused to get into it. And just the entire movie was like, I, I like literally was just like, I know this is going to happen. I know this is going to like, it was like, no, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out. And I, mm-hmm. then I just stopped watching them after that. That's how I felt so. about Inside Out. And so I didn't see Coco or any of that because Inside Out was the one that did that to me. When they killed Bing Bong, played by Richard <laughs> Kind, uh, oh, yeah. I was like, fuck Pixar. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is too sad. Like, why would yeah. you do this to me? Anybody who kills a character with Richard Kind's voice, I mean, that's <laughs> not fair. That's so yeah. not fair. I think that's, I think that's on point. You can't kill dogs and you can't kill Richard Kind. Those are my two movie rules. Wow. wow, and rules for boyfriends. I'm guessing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you uh, have killed Richard Kind, you cannot date Anne. No, <laughs> hard no, hard no, hard <laughs> That's okay. a good rule. That's a good rule. Modern dating. Uh, so that is our show, Jeremy. Thank you so much for for coming on the show. Thanks for having uh, me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, now um, you are uh, editor of uh, Hard Drive. Yes, and um, basically, you guys post. Almost every yeah. day, almost really, just yeah. series every day. I see, yeah, yeah. You guys are kind of like the Babylon Bee, right? Yes, <laughs> we're like the Babylon Bee of video games. We're conservative jokes about video games. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you have Sweet. to pay us to to pitch to us. What? <laughs> no, no, that's Babylon B. I, I mean, didn't know that. <laughs> they, um, I don't know if everyone does, but the, I know that like one of the perks on their Patreon is that you can like enter their writers' room. Yeah. which is uh, pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's it, it, not everyone. The you know, no, uh, hey, a lot of my friends work on Babylon B, so if I can defend them, <laughs> sure. Uh, so they do have like whatever people who are contributors, but then they have they do have a Patreon where it's like part of the perk is you can pitch, right, to the to the group. So, uh, God bless my friends of the Babylon. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and um, we, I'm putting on the spot here, and you can, as always, you can say no. I'd like to leave. Uh, but uh, Alex always leaves us with a final thought, and we don't have Alex this week. But um, if you'd like, if you would love to um, uh, give us the honor, if you, what would you, if you had a final thought, even if you want to do an Alex impersonation, what would your final thought be, if anything? Well, I'm not going to do an Alex impersonation. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, my yeah. final thought is stop worrying about the child on the plane being sex trafficked and start worrying about whether you are currently being sex trafficked by capitalism. <laughs> beautiful. Wow. Boom. Boom. Socialists right there. And where can people find you on TikTok, on, on Twitter? I mean, I wouldn't look for me on TikTok, but on Twitter, I'm Ann V. Clark. Okay. So thank you so much, everybody. And just remember that, uh, you know, capitalism is the one that's got you on the plane, taking you to Bermuda. (laughs) (laughs) Slip a note to a flight attendant. (laughs) (laughs) Have a good week, everybody.